0: Hi folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Once again, that's a song by one of my favorite artists, D1, D-E-E-1. That is off his Slingshot David mixtape. That is Fighting Through Depression. Really good song. Once again, at the end of the podcast, I will play it through another verse or two, another minute or two. So hopefully if it's sounded interesting... It's something that you will listen to at the end and then hopefully check him out support the guy really good really good artist in my opinion. So thank you for tuning in spending your time with me. Your time is very valuable and if you're returning that means you find value in these podcasts so I want to thank you for being a part of the community supporting the channel. If you're new, I hope this is something that will intrigue you and it will plant a seed and hopefully give you. Some Things to think about That will expand your mind And hopefully make you a better person And in doing so Help you share this information with others Expand their mind Become a leader that the world needs Not only within our own group of friends Our community But hopefully it will lead you To help changing the world for better So This podcast is going to be a spiritual one about the soul. Oh, and don't forget to follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, YouTube. All those links are down in description box land. So this one's going to be about the human soul. What is it? Does it exist? I don't think I'm going to touch on does it exist. If you're here, you're clicking on it. You have that view that it does exist, that there is a spiritual realm. Uh, but unfortunately, you might be confused on the topic of the spiritual realm. So I guess what I would say on does it exist is I think we've just got to understand that usually as anything else in life, right? There's always going to be an opposite, right? Positive, there's a negative. Black, white, good, evil. Anything along those lines There's always going to be that opposite. So I guess the, the thing I would say, if there's going to be a natural, then there must be a supernatural. And that's just kind of the simple little explanation I'm going to give for why there is a spirit. And I'll end it with that. So I guess the biggest question is always going to be, uh, do plants have souls? Do animals have souls? These are definitely touchy topics. So I'm going to be coming at you from a Christian point of view with a little bit of Plato in there. Because I am now on a study course from the Saint, the new St. Thomas Institute by Dr. Taylor Marshall, who is a Catholic uh, professor. So I'm coming from a Christian Catholic perspective. I hope if you are not Christian or Catholic, you still listen to it. Like I said, it's about expanding your mind. Take what you need, throw the rest away. You know, unfortunately, I think a lot of people in the world see the world through more of that that Eastern philosophical view, and that is definitely not where the Christian Catholic point of view comes from. So, and the reason why I say Christian Catholic is because Catholics are Christians. But I think we've got to understand as well, the church, to be a true Catholic, if you uh, don't know much, a true Catholic believes in everything that the Catholic Church teaches. All right, we've got to understand that. A true Catholic believes everything that the Catholic Church teaches. And if they don't, then in reality, they're not truly Catholic. All right? So I want that to to be the first thing you understand. That's why if you go to a Catholic church, when we go up to receive the body and blood of Christ, they say if you're not Catholic, you should not receive. Because if you can honestly say, I do not believe what the Catholic church teaches, then you're not truly a part of the Catholic faith in turn, right? In, in reality. okay. So I'm just going to stop right there. Don't want to get too much into that, but... So, the soul. So from St. Thomas Aquinas, which is a saint, of course, and a... uh, I think he was a... What do they call him? St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, There we go. He's just one of the popular church theologians in, I think, the 11th or 12th century, somewhere around those times, uh, and considered a church doctor. So what he talks about, and he gets it from a little bit of Plato, is there are three parts, or sorry, I'm getting off topic here. We talked about plants. Sorry. Do plants have souls? Do animals have souls? And do, of course, we know humans have souls. So he talks about plants having nutritive souls. This is they need nutrients, and they give nutrients. So they have that nutritive soul. Animals, on the other hand, have the nutritive soul, Because we can produce our animals can produce their own vitamins. They need vitamins and minerals, which are nutrition. But they also have the sensitive soul, so they have the combination. And then humans, we have the nutritive soul, we have the sensitive soul, and then we have that intellectual soul, right? And if you ever listened to if you've ever listened to some of Tesla, he said if we really knew the power of three, then we would understand the universe more. So that would be maybe that complete soul. Nutritive, sensitive, intellectual, the three to make that complete soul that we as humans have. Okay? So, next it came down to different parts of this. And he gets this kind of from Plato. He studied Plato, so he took some of Plato, but then he gave it that Christian twist, right? So, what it was is he talked about in one of Plato's writings, he talked about. There's the intellect, and then there's the—I don't think he called it the irascible passions, but that's what Saint Thomas Aquinas called it, which are the passions in the chest, where the where the heart and lungs are. And Plato described them as kind of that flight or flight passions, right? So, like if you you know if you get really angry, your heart starts beating, you know, and uh, maybe you start to sweat a little bit, or you. Uh, your blood starts flowing, You like your blood's boiling, right? So these would be those passions of the chest, and these are the irascible passions in the Christian view, which would be hope, desire, courage, fear, and anger. Then we have the passions of the bowels, and these would be, for him, more the lower passions, because it would start with the head would be one, the chest area would be two, the stomach would be three. For Plato, this would be more of like food, drink, drugs, Reproduction, so sex Things like that And for the Christian point of view It would be joy, sadness, desire Dislike, love, and hatred Alright, so we've got the intellect The irascible passions The concupiscible passions The belly Head, chest, belly And the way Plato described this as Which was a good metaphor Would be a carriage driver right so we have the man holding the reins that would be the intellect the mind then we have the two horses one would be the irascible passions the next would be the concupiscible passions and if we hold and each one by the reins and we guide each one we can use them correctly so this is where if you get into that eastern philosophy They say you know the passions and the senses are bad and they trap the spirit. But Christian philosophy doesn't see that. We see them as a good thing. God gave them to us. We just need to learn to control them. Right? So these are things that are a positive thing. We don't ever want to just zone out all of love and hatred and desire and things like that to be enlightened. But these are gifts that God has given us. And if we use them properly then we can get to where we're going. Just like if he, if the intellect, the man pulling on the reins and guiding those horses, you can do anything. Anything's possible. That's why we as Christians don't see spirit and matter, the body, as a prison. We see it as it could be considered the first marriage that God created. Spirit and matter coming together as one. That's why we believe that we will be resurrected body and all as a Christian point of view because that's the first marriage and of course what God binds together let no man break apart right that's you know paraphrasing a biblical verse but we see it as a marriage that God has created so once again it's those horses we've got to make sure that we the intellect our mind with rational thought can make sure that we are guiding our passions passions of the chest those flight or flight hope desire courage fear anger the irascible and the concupiscible the belly food sex drugs drink as Plato would put it or as a Christian a Christian point of view joy sadness desire dislike aversion love and hatred so if we can properly use these things then it is seen, then we can get to where we're going. Right? So, in the way that even comes into play, you know, where like people will say anger is evil. And he used it in a, he used the biblical story of Jesus in the temple flipping over the table, right? Yes, Jesus was angry, but his anger did not overcome him. He controlled his anger. So, you can be angry, but you have to be in control. Right, it's the same thing. Like you can fight with your wife and your friends and people and argue and things and like that—that's fine. And you can become angry, but you know it's kind of like that concept of uh, how is it my right to do whatever I want? Is how does it go? My right to do whatever I want is right before my fist meets your face right it's kind of that concept right so it's the same thing you can be mad at your wife a friend a stranger and that's fine but when you actually lead to physical violence then you have lost control of that anger so it's just like my free will to do whatever i want is about a centimeter or a millimeter away from where my fist reaches your face and then once that happens then there's a problem so now we'll get into the virtues of the soul, the virtues of a person. And this is the church, this is where people get it confused, where the church will never say anybody goes to hell, right? So, the Catholic Church anyways. That's why we have saints. We say people go to heaven, but we will never say anybody goes to hell. And that's why people get upset when they're. you'll see the, the meme on Facebook where, oh, look, Johnny, that's... The, that's the man that, you know, he's in heaven talking to Jesus. And Jesus is like, oh, look, Johnny, there's the guy that killed your dad. You know, and it's like, well, that's a bunch of BS. You know, that's that false concept of Jesus is oh, everybody goes to heaven. My boss says this all the time and it ticks me off. He was raised Catholic, but he doesn't go to church. If right before I die, all I do is say I believe in God, then and I believe in Jesus, then I'll go to heaven. No, that's not the way it works. That's why even... In the Bible, it says when the guy comes to the pearly gates, right? And he's all, well, did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not preach the good word? Did we not this or that? And then Jesus says, but I did not know you. Get away from me, sinner or whatever, right? So once again, that's not the way it goes. And the church will not judge in that sense. That's for God to say. And that's when we get into the virtues. We have the natural virtues, the cardinal virtues. And this is where the church says... A man or woman can achieve these four out of the seven virtues and never know God ever existed. Even if they did not ever know God existed, these are the natural virtues that any man or woman can come up with just by being a righteous man and a righteous woman. And these are the virtues that we can use to combat or to equalize these passions within our own bodies right and if we use these virtues we can make our way to perfection so one would be prudence and we always people get this one confused because like oh you don't want to make out with me quit being a prude well that's not what it is prudence is just making good decisions that's what prudence is not eating all those all that junk food prudence that's the right thing to do. Don't eat all that because I don't want to get fat and overweight. I don't want to ruin my dinner. So prudence would be making good decisions. Justice. Giving someone their due. Fortitude. That would be courage. Temperance. Moderating moder- moderating your pleasure. Right. So once again, those are the four cardinal or natural virtues that we can use... To get us on the right path. Next are the last three virtues. And these are the supernatural virtues. And these are virtues that are uh, divine revelation. The grace of God helps you with these virtues. So one would be faith. And that's where I talked about to be a Catholic. You must believe in everything that the Catholic Church teaches. So we believe that. Through the Bible, through the Church, through writings of um, spiritual leaders within the Catholic Church, these things are revealed through us. The grace of God, the Holy Spirit, helps reveal these things to us through prayer and meditation, and that is the faith. Next is going to be hope, and he and this is one where people get confused, where they think hope as of a wish, right? Hope. Well, I hope I get an A. That's not what hope is. Hope. Would be, let's see, what does he say here? Not a wish, but it's the application of faith. The application of what the church teaches, what God reveals to you. So hope is using and applying those things in your life. And trusting that if you do these things, heaven and being with God is the ultimate outcome. That God gives you that ability. That if you strive for perfection, you will reach perfection because some people will say oh there's no such thing as perfection don't even bother well no there is but once again it's are you striving to do it are you analyzing your life to understand the road that you're going down it's kind of like that concept back in the day uh when i was younger anyways they had those books right where which path do you want to choose at the end of the chapter if you want to go this way go to chapter five if you want to go to this way go chapter go to chapter six Right? So then you read the book and you go one way. Then you reread the book and you go the other way. And you get to see which way. But it's being able to contemplate your life and see which direction you're going. And last would be charity. And this is the highest form of sacrifice or love. And this one is people confuse love as well. From a Catholic point of view, love is wanting what's best for the other person. That's love. Love is wanting what's best for the other person. Not love is in, oh, I love you. That's, this is where Pope John Paul II talked about the opposite of love is used. You know, Some people would say, oh, no, it's love or, and fear or love and hate. But the opposite of love would be used because loving someone is wanting what's best for that person. But a majority of the time, we just use people to get ahead in life. Or because they make us feel better. Or because I'm lonely and they're there. Right? So I'm just going to go with them because they're the only ones that will date me right now. So I'm just going to stick with it. So that's why the opposite of love would be used. So I hope that makes sense. And, that, and then I'm going to go with D1. That's in one of his verses where I said this to one of the young ladies... At my parish, we had our St. Patrick's Day corned beef and cabbage. And we were serving. And one of the Knights of Columbus uh, guys, I was talking with his daughter. She, We have a school, so she's like in 7th or 8th grade. And that's when I told her the D1 verse, which is the gentleman who is at the beginning of the song. He says, I love everybody, but I don't like most of them. Right? That's that concept we've got to understand. Because loving is wanting what's best for the person. Right. Even if you break up with somebody... It, you know, that sign of maturity and love is, well, you know what? I hope they find Mr. or Mrs. right. I hope they can get things together, right? That's love, wanting what's best for them, even though it didn't work out between the two of you, but you don't have to like them, right? It could have been horrible. Things could have fell apart, but in reality, you still want them to be happy. Just unfortunately, right now you're going through some rough times and, and life isn't isn't really you know, feeling good because of the breakup. But that would be true love. You still want what's best for that person. That would be the equivalent of, that's what we see as spiritual parents or a spiritual husband or a spiritual wife. Your goal is to make sure that the other one gets to heaven. Your goal is to make sure that your children make it to heaven. Not that they become millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires, that they make it to heaven. That would be your ultimate goal. Right? So we'll break it down real quick. I'm gonna end it right there. So we've got the nutritive soul for plants, the sense the sensitive soul for animals, and then humans have the nutritive, the sensitive, and the intellectual soul. Right? So we as Christians versus Buddhists or Eastern philosophy see the body as good, material world as good, not As a negative thing is a prison, it's the first marriage that God actually created, spirit, and matter. That's why the body will be resurrected. Okay, We've got the intellect. We've got the irascible passions, which is the chest. We've got the concupiscible passions, which would be the belly. and the chest passions would be hope desire courage and fear anger for the christian point of view concupiscible joy sadness desire dislike love and hatred and that would be more of the uh you know like overeating drugs alcohol sex things like that then we went with the virtues justice fortitude temperance Those are the natural virtues that any man on this planet, any woman on this planet can discover and uh, refine to make themselves a better person. And then we have the supernatural that are revealed to you by God, the Holy Spirit, God's grace, faith, hope, and charity. So that was a lot. I hope I made sense of it. Right now I feel like that was a horrible podcast, but I hope it made sense in some way, shape, or form. So once again, I just want to thank you for tuning in. I hope this information was helpful. I hope it gave you a different point of view on a Christian view of the soul and how a lot of these different things excuse me, work within the soul. So once again, thank you for tuning in. I hope you subscribe. I hope you share. Don't forget to check the description box for the links to Facebook, Twitter, Google+, the YouTube channel health and fitness videos, nutritional videos, other spiritual videos, motivational videos. When I read books, I will just make a book or a video and sometimes some of these podcasts just on some of the things that I learned. Because once again, you need to be able to share these things with other people. So don't forget to subscribe. If you're on iTunes, don't forget to leave a review. That will help, good or bad. Uh, just so I can know what things I need to work on. Once again, I apologize. I think this, I could have done a little bit better piecing this one together, Uh, but I gave it a go and live and learn, right? So here we go. I'm going to end it with some more of that D1 song. Once again, it's D-E-E-1. It's the Slingshot David mixtape, Fighting Through Depression.